Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 7. As we will read, we will see that Noah is uh, about to enter the ark and uh, we are about to take on this journey of what happens uh, as Noah and the animals and his family are getting ready to enter the ark as God commanded. Read along with me as we read Genesis chapter 7. Genesis 7. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, on the seventeenth day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings." Pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than twenty feet. Every living thing that moved on the earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. Now, it says in verse 1 that Noah was a righteous man. Notice verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. Now, remember, 
uh, the word righteous, Hebrew word 6662, does not mean sinless. It meant that Noah was righteous. We somehow, we sometimes get that confused and we think that the Lord chose Noah because Noah was the only one on earth not sinless. Well, there are no sinless people. He chose him because he was righteous. And uh, he said that he was righteous uh, before uh, him in that time. So as I mentioned in chapter six, the Lord viewed Noah as uh, the basically the straightest man walking the earth at that time. Okay, now. In, in verse two, this verse shows that the Lord is sovereign because he is not given the law of clean and unclean animals uh, just yet, but instructs Noah to do so with the animals. We'll read uh, verse two and verse three together. You should take with you every clean animal by sevens, a male and his female and the animals that are not clean to a male and his female also of the birds of the sky by sevens, male and female to keep offspring alive on the on the face of all the earth why seven of uh, of of one kind but two of the other kind because when this is over noah is going to sacrifice clean animals if he only took two where would he get the other animals from that would mean if he only had two cows and sacrificed one how would they reproduce that's the reason why i believe the lord told Noah that he would have seven of each animal so when he made his sacrifice they will still have the male and female so they could reproduce verse 4 for after seven more days I will send rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights and I will blot out from the face of the land every living thing that I have made apparently the 120 years is up Remember, the Lord said in Genesis 6, 3, but his days shall be 120 years. So apparently that time is up and it's seven days to go. So what I believe is happening here is, is that the Lord is sending the animals to Noah and Noah is putting them in the ark. He's putting them in uh, their compartments in those three levels. Now, uh, Noah obeyed the Lord. Verse five says, Noah did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. So Noah was obedient and he obeyed what the Lord has said. We even uh, uh, now know how old Noah was. Verse six. Now Noah was 600 years old when the flood of water came upon the earth. Now this verse, verse seven, tells us what humans uh, went into the ark. This is important to point out because there are some who believe that more humans went on board, i.e. unclean humans. But what does the verse say? We read verse 7. Then Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him entered the ark because of the water of the flood. Now, I want to touch on that because I mentioned in chapter 6 that there are some who believe that, they're, that the Nephilim were of a different breed and that some of them actually survived the flood and uh that's the reason why after this time they were able to produce on the earth but verse 7 tells us again who went into the ark noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wife with him entered the ark because of the water of the flood that's eight eight people went into the ark again in verse 8 again it tells us what 
kind went into the ark. Verse 8 says, of clean animals and animals that are not clean and birds and everything that creeps on the ground. So again, it's telling us what went into the ark. Verse 9, there went into the ark to Noah by twos, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. Notice again, the male and the female. Also notice it says, there went into the ark to Noah. Uh, touching on what I said in the last chapter, the animals came to Noah. Okay, so we get to verse 10 and we see time is up as the rain begins to pour. Verse 10, it came about after the seven days that the water of the flood came upon the earth. Now, according to uh, my according to my knowledge, this is the first time that the people on the earth have actually seen uh, water uh, falling from the sky verse 11 in the 600 year of Noah's life in the second month on the 70th day of the month on the same day all the fountains of the great deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were open now uh, uh, 11 1 reminds us of how old Noah is it also gives us the exact time in verse uh, we, re we read again uh, the exact time in the second month on the 70th day of the month the word deep Hebrew word 8415 means subterranean waters and the abyss of the sea what I believed happened here is a uh, possible possibly an earthquake the verse says the great deeps burst open so apparently water shot out from the earth also, the floodgates of the sky were open. And we look at uh, we look at verse eleven, and the floodgates of the sky were open. Now, let's focus on the word floodgates, Hebrew word six ninety nine, which is translated windows of heaven. Depending on what type of church you have or currently attend you may have heard about the windows of heaven being open let's go to where we see this again uh, stay in the old testament to the last book of the old testament and turn to malachi chapter three malachi three and i think you may know where i'm going uh, with this malachi three and verse 10 bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows okay now the same word for windows of heaven in Malachi is the same word for floodgates here in Genesis 11 uh, though I will dig deeper into this once we get to Malachi. I just uh, have to point out uh, that the blessings that fall from the windows of heaven is not monetary, but rain. And uh, I know it's going to be a little ways before we get to uh, Malachi, but I felt the need to point that out now that the exact same Hebrew word, uh, that the exact same Hebrew word for uh, windows of heaven is translated uh the same in Malachi 3. You know, nowhere does it say uh, that the windows of heaven are anything other uh, than rain. So here we see that the windows of heaven have been open. Verse 12, 
the rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Notice the word earth, Hebrew word 776, eretz, means the whole earth. It is unexplainable how some people can say they believe that the Bible is the word of God, but still say this flood was not worldwide. Uh, where I'm going with that is there are some who hold to a belief that this was a regional flood, that it flooded that part of uh, the world, the, uh, you know, Africa, uh, what we can call the Middle East, uh, even the uh, southern parts of uh, Europe. That the flood that happened only uh, covered those parts. But we see here that it means that it covered uh, the whole earth. Now, once again, we are told what humans entered the ark. Verse 13. On the very same day, Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. Now. Uh, Moses obviously found it uh, important to once again say who went into the ark and it kind of covers again what I said uh, a few verses back that there were eight, eight human beings that went into the ark. Now, we once again see that every creature has entered after its kind. Verse 14, they and every beast after its kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind. And every bird after its kind, all sorts of birds. So once again, we see that everything went in by its kind. Okay. Now the creatures enter the ark. Verse 15. So they went into the ark to Noah by twos of all flesh in which was the breath of life. But notice what verse 15a says. So they went into the ark to Noah. This tells me God rounded up the creatures, not that Noah and his family wrestled up all these creatures. I kind of tried to uh, bring that out a few verses back, but I believe that supernaturally through hit through his will and through uh, through his power, the Lord himself sent these animals to Noah because you got to think about what kind of task this would be for a man to have to round up these type of animals all by himself. Now, after the creatures entered the ark, the Lord himself closed the door to the ark. We read verse 16. Those that entered, male and female of all flesh, entered as God had commanded him, and the Lord closed it behind him. Now, what I will say to that is, is it doesn't tell us exactly how the Lord closed it. My uh, impression is that the Lord sent the wind that closed it, or the hand of God himself could have reached down and closed the ark. It doesn't say, but we do know that it says the Lord himself closed the ark. Now, this next verse tells us that the water is beginning to rise. Verse 17. Then the flood came upon the earth for 40 days and the water increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose above the earth. Now, uh, now the ark was made to float, not to sail. Uh, there are some who have said that, well, uh, you know, how could the, you have, you may have heard people say that, you know, how would the boat know what direction it take? It wasn't it didn't matter what direction it took. The ark that Noah built was built to float. That's all it needed to do was rise above the water and float on the water. Now, I want to touch on the rain that fell. According to uh, the National Weather Service, if a heavy rain fell for 24 hours, it could very possibly drop 60 feet of rainwater 
Now, that's just a little something for those who will say, well, how is it possible that that much rain could fall? Uh, well, according to the National Weather Service, it lets us know that it's very possible that uh, uh, that a constant 24-hour rain could uh, could cause this to happen. Now, remember what I said in the previous verse about the ark being made to float. Verse 18. The water prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth and the ark floated on the surface of the water. That's all the ark needed to do. It just needed to float. Verse 19, the water prevailed more and more upon the earth so that all the mountain highs everywhere under the heavens were covered. The word everywhere, Hebrew word 3605 means all, the whole of. Why am I, why am I bringing that up? Because it says that uh, all the high mountains. So that means everywhere. Okay, verse 20, the water prevailed 15 cubits higher and the mountains were covered. Okay, now if a cubit is 18 inches, then this is 270 inches, which is 22 and a half feet. So the water was 22 and a half feet higher than the mountains at that time. Verse 21. All the flesh that moved on the earth perished, birds and cattle and beasts and every swarming thing that swarms upon the earth and all mankind. Now, uh, let's continue. You know what? Let me uh, continue. Let me continue to verse 22. Of all that was on dry land, all in whose nostrils was the breath uh, of the spirit of life died. Okay. So, this means that nothing survived. All the forefathers of Noah are gone. Adam, Adam is already dead. So is Seth, Enosh, Canaan, Bahalael, Jared. Uh, Enoch was taken by Elohim. Methuselah and Lamech. All these people are gone. Now, apparently, Noah had brothers and sisters who were alive and taken out by the flood. Uh, now, let's jump over... Uh, to, uh, let, I'm sorry, not jump over. Let's jump back to Genesis 5.30. Let me uh, go back a couple of chapters and read Genesis 5.30 and tie something in here. It says that the Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah and he had other sons and daughters. Now, uh, why did I read that, that, that Lamech still lived after he became the father of Noah? Well, <clears throat> I'm saying this is because uh, it's a chance that uh, Lamech, you know, may have uh, just missed out. This had to, you know, uh, that, that Lam I'm sorry, not that Lamech missed out. I'm, I misspoke. That Lamech lived 500 and... Uh, over 500 years after uh, Noah was born. And we know that the flood hit there when it says Noah was 600 years old. So I apologize. The point I was trying to make was that Noah definitely had brothers and sisters because Genesis 530 said that he had other sons and daughters. So this had to be hard for Noah. This had to be hard for the fact that he had brothers and sisters who came from his own father and they were not allowed to enter the ark. Only Noah, his three sons, Noah's uh, wife and his son's uh wives so that had to be hard for Noah knowing that he had to leave some people who he loved uh, outside of the ark verse 23 
Thus he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, and to birds of the sky, and they were blotted out from the earth. And only Noah was left together with those that were with him in the ark. Now, I believe that dinosaurs could have been aboard the ark because some people will say, well, what about dinosaurs? Well, I believe they could have been upon the ark. Now, the Bible does not say either way, but it is possible. If you are asking yourself, how could a Tyrannosaurus uh, fit on this ark? Remember what I said back in chapter six, God, prob God probably brought baby versions of huge animals, i.e. rhinos, giraffes, elephants, dinosaurs, etc., aboard the ark now just in case you were wondering according to uh, national geographic a baby t-rex was about uh 15 to 20 feet tall and the ark was 45 feet tall uh, let's let's read genesis uh 6 15 again turn back to genesis 6 verse 15 this is how you shall make it the length of the ark 300 cubits is breadth 50 cubits and its height 35 cubits. Now, I was saying that just to refresh your memory of how tall the ark actually was. Now, remember, because of sin, the judgments of the curse and the flood have greatly changed the earth. Post-flood, uh, climatic change, lack of food, disease, and man's activities caused many types of animals to become extinct. This is just a guess, but be, before sin, I know we had seasons, but I don't think bitter cold winters was a part of the Lord's plan for us on this earth. So I'm saying that to say those who will say that were well, the dinosaurs, excuse me, the dinosaurs were uh, taken out by the ice age. There was this cold period that went through. <clears throat> we don't know this for sure, but that could be true. It could be true. That when the ark landed on Mount Ararat, which we will find out in the coming chapters, uh, that the dinosaurs uh, could have wandered, the ones that survived, could have wandered that way and uh, they could have froze. And I'm saying this because God is sovereign. God uh, can, can uh, create the animals. He can control them and send them in whatever direction he wants. So it's very possible that the Lord knew that these dinosaurs would be would eat people. So when this whole flood business is over with, does dinosaurs head north where we know it's cold at uh, and they die? They eventually just die out. And uh, that could be your explanation of the Ice Age. Uh, I don't know about uh, where any of you live, but uh, I live in Michigan and we have some uh, bitter, uh, you know, cold winters. I remember the winter of uh, 2013 and to going into 2014. We had the coldest winter on record in uh, they were saying over uh, 45 years. I mean, there were days where we uh, had temperatures that was negative 30. You know, uh, the wind chill was just bitter cold, negative 30, negative 33. I mean, that's cold. That's cold enough to freeze anything. So that, you know, so we kind of lived in a little mini version of what you might call the ice age. So it was very possible that that could have happened to those creatures. Now, the water was on the earth for 150 days. Verse 24, the water prevailed upon the earth 150 days. This was literally 150 24-hour days. And that will bring us to the end of Genesis chapter 7. Father, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you for those who listen to your word and we thank you for those who love to study your word. We thank you for we thank you for grace and mercy. We praise you and we give you honor in Jesus name. Amen. against the kingdom's throne so people 